Welcome, welcome, welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes. My guest today is Olivia Abigail, and I'm going to tell you this, what a fun conversation. And it was really different what we talked about this time. You know, we got into yoga, we got into a healthier living lifestyle, we got into, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, every which way you can think of to try and make yourself healthier and better and make the world a better place. She has such a big heart and I was so excited to talk to her, but then even more excited to learn about her once I did speak to her. And it was just absolutely amazing guys. You're going to love this. So without further ado, here's Olivia right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking, fascinating interviews. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes, and today my guest is Olivia Abigail. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. For sure. For those who who know her on TikTok, she goes by Oh My Livia on TikTok, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So it's cr- it's crazy. So I actually came across you recently like i had seen your videos in the past like it showed up on my for you page and uh i caught you on your live the other day and you were doing yoga and uh you know it was you i don't know if you were you were taking requests i believe like someone uh requested for you to do like 25 push-ups or sit-ups or something like that and so is that like a normal thing you do on live? You take people's requests? I mean it's happened a few times typically uh whenever i get on there and do yoga I am just like doing a few basic yoga stuff things and uh, doing a few basic yoga things and they just always kind of throw out some, Hey, you should do some of this or, or how do I make my, my certain body part feel better or something. So I end up like doing stuff for just to give people what they want. Okay. So what is your expertise exactly? Like what, uh, uh, do you have a certificate or a degree in, in anything? And yeah, yeah, I, uh, I went to yoga school. I got a 200 hour certification at first and that was like seven years ago. And then, uh, I've gone to several yoga schools after that and just here and there. And I'm at probably like 250 hour certification now, something like that. Wow. That's crazy. Is it pretty intense? Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming like the schooling itself is more of like a, a class where you're actually doing the yoga. So you know how to teach it properly. Is that correct? There's that's partially true. There's a lot of me doing it myself with my body and learning it, how, doing it myself really helps me put it into words, like what they should be doing with their body parts and specific movements and muscles and all that. But yoga school also has a lot to do with anatomy. So there's like mm. a lot of just going over all the body parts and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, I was always, I guess, kind of curious on uh, how that schooling process goes, but 
I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. Like I think you kind of get a workout and you get to, uh, get to learn your passion and everything else. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. You get to work out, you get to learn how to teach other people how to work out. You get credit for it and, uh, you get, you get a certification out of it. You're learning how to make money off of it while you're doing it yourself. And that was kind of my entire, uh, intention when I started going to yoga school. Cause like when I started teaching yoga, I was not certified and I was just teaching it to like my family members. Cause I loved doing it. And then, uh, I realized like, because I had had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries all at one time. And I, uh, needed to do yoga like as physical therapy. And it's a, it's a big major mental therapy as well. And so I realized that I don't have time to do as much yoga as I need to be doing and going to work and all the other stuff I got to do. So I combined the two and made yoga my job. Well, that's awesome. Cause, uh, I think a lot of people that's kind of their hopes and dreams, right. Is to be able to, for work, do what they love. Right. Exactly. And so a lot of time, yeah. And a lot of time, so like, I guess since we were on the topic of fitness for a while, I was like, you know what, maybe I want to become a personal trainer or possibly a fitness coach of some sort. And, um, I just, I think once I started getting a little older and getting out of wanting to bodybuild and more just wanted to concentrate on my, my physical self in general, uh, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that anymore, you know? And, uh, but, uh, it's, so I, I get where you're coming from, I guess, just knowing and loving something in that world, I guess that fitness world, it's a, uh, it's pretty cool that you get to enjoy it and do it as your job. That's so cool. Yeah. Fitness is uh, definitely a passion of mine and I'm lucky to have had all the injuries I had because it led me to my yoga career and uh, I couldn't be happier about it. The struggle was really real. The recovery was really intense and it took, I was crippled for a long time, but, uh, and then I started doing yoga and now I do it every day and it's just totally made me who I am mentally, spiritually, physically, like all the way. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. What kind of injuries, if you don't mind me asking, have you had? Yeah. Um, I was in a really serious car accident whenever I was 17. I was not the one driving, but, uh, there was only one car involved. It was just the car I was riding in somehow. I don't have any memory of it, but, uh, cause I got knocked out like immediately. But, um, so I, the wreck happened somehow with no other car involved. There was no ice or anything like that, but somehow our car ended up upside down in a ditch, smashed into a culvert and uh i broke my femur my hip my knee my nose and uh i got a brain injury all at one time so i spent um 19 days in a coma and then i i had to have a a titanium femur hip and knee installed in my body because they were like shattered so uh so and they had to i had i had facial reconstructive surgery because i broke my nose really bad but my nose looks exactly like how it's always looked, which I'm really lucky to say. And uh, so I basically woke up. I, I just woke up in a hospital bed after being asleep for two and a half weeks. And I was like, what is this going on? And so uh, when I woke up, I had a brand new leg, brand new hip, brand new knee, brand new nose. 
and uh, a long road of recovery ahead of me. So I'm just lucky to be alive. Wow. And can I ask how, how old you are? I'm 29. Okay. So this was about 12 years ago yeah. when this happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that. Wow. That's crazy. Did you ever find out what exactly caused the accident or what the extent of the accident was that I guess basically land that made you land on the, on the roof? Uh, well, I, I didn't land on the roof. We were upside down. So, oh, that's well, what you okay. mean. Yeah. So we were, yeah, <laughs> the car yeah. landed on the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I don't know. There, there's really nothing to explain it, but it was on the front page of the newspaper three days in a row because it was like a phenomenon somehow. Like there's really nothing to explain it. It was broad daylight, no rain, no ice, no other car. I don't know how it happened, but, uh, it was just maybe lots of distraction in the car. Cause there was five of us in the car and we were all 17 and, uh, I was by far the worst injured, but I mean, the guy in the front seat broke his back, everybody, the two people beside me broke their leg or their hip or something. And, um, the girl driving didn't get injured at all, but, uh, wow. they had to use the jaws of life to get me out of the car. And then, uh, put me in a helicopter, flew me to Dallas because was, was, this was like 45 minutes outside of Dallas where this happened. Uh, and I, everybody else got taken to like the local hospital, but I had to go to the trauma center. So they put me in a helicopter and yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And is that where you're located now? Are you still in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. I live in Dallas. Okay. Very cool. So then, Okay. So going through the recovery and then that's when you were kind of introduced to, uh, to yoga and now what I guess made you decide to bring yoga to social media? Mm. Like, was that your intent when you started your TikTok, or did you start your TikTok as kind of like something else? And then it kind of gradually moved into yoga. That's a great question. Uh, I, I am funny. Like I'm silly. I'm, I, I like to joke around. I'm, I'm playful. I, I'm, I'm just happy go lucky. And so I, I'm not good at social media or like technological stuff. So I really wasn't interested. I had heard about TikTok or whatever, but I wasn't trying to, I'm like, I already have Facebook and Instagram and all the things. I don't want a whole nother social media account. I'm not into it. But then my, one of my friends, uh, was like, no, seriously, I think you're, I think you would make some really awesome TikToks if you just would get on there and just try the app. I think you'd really enjoy it. So I was like, okay, fine. So I got on it and I just made some funny things like videos of me doing dumb stuff, videos of me playing with my ferret, videos of, uh, me doing like voiceover stuff. So at first it was just all fun and games, but then literally overnight, I got 30,000 followers over one night. Wow. One of my videos got me like a huge majority of all my followers. I went from 3,000 to 33,000 overnight. And I was like, holy crap. So yeah. from there, I'm like, I've never had 33,000 people at my fingertips like this. And I'm like, I there's nothing I want to share with the world more than yoga and like all the benefits of yoga, how much it's helped me, how much it's helped all my clients. So then it sort of just transformed automatically into, I got to help these people. Cause like TikTok is a bunch of 
you know, mindless and just fun and games, but we could be getting so much more out of it. So, uh, yeah, that's why I just started wanting to teach yoga on TikTok. And uh, I mostly teach private lessons, so like one-on-one things. And really the only reason I do like yoga during a live show would be to let people know that they have the option to get some private lessons from me. Okay. Yeah. So how did your audience, since you obtained all those followers and they, I guess, followed you based on that funny video, how did they, I guess, accept you transitioning into the yoga content was, did you lose a lot of followers and then started gaining followers that were into the yoga side or did you maintain all those followers and just start gaining more? That's a great question. I actually noticed that whenever I uh, transitioned, I lost about a thousand followers and then all of a sudden now I have like, I've, I've regained that amount and then some. So yeah, uh, I had to kind of narrow down my niche and my audience because you know, I'm not just making little dumb videos anymore. I'm making actual, like, uh, like academic ones. Ones are supposed to be educational videos that are supposed to teach people a thing or two. And so, uh, yeah, I, I did lose a few followers and then regained new ones automatically. So, well, and speaking of uh, educational videos, while we were chatting about, uh, uh doing this podcast yesterday, you told me to check out your newest video and it was how being barefoot is more healthy for you. And, and it was just like, I, I apologize. I don't remember it word for word what you said, but I was like, Holy cow. I had no idea. It was something about when you wear shoes, like you actually lose some sort of, uh, something from your body and it's actually more unhealthy for you, but I'll let you go ahead and explain. Yeah. Yeah. So our connection to the earth is like extremely important and like people like Indians and, and people from a long, long time ago used to wear leather sole shoes. And that's why diseases were a lot less common back in the day because they were more connected to the earth. And so, uh, I'm not, you know, a scientist, so I'm not, may not be the best at explaining this, but, I know that the electrons that come from the sun are are coming from the sun and reflecting off of earth and they're supposed to be going back into us and that would be like giving us the ability to uh, heal from diseases, all diseases and uh, relieve inflammation, which inflammation is what causes all body pain, like all of it is caused by inflammation and so by touching the earth with, with anything, any part of your body is, is like, if you do it for maybe five or 10 minutes every day, your body will be automatically more capable of healing itself and of being pain free because of the electrons coming from the sun, going through the earth and coming back at us. And there's like, there's a whole YouTube movie about it. It's called the earthing, the earthing movie. And uh, it's fantastic. I, I've only recently gotten into it, like maybe in the past two months or something. But now I earth every single day. It's called grounding when you go outside and you just or, or actually there's there's earthing mats. There's like yoga mats that plug into the wall. So when you plug it into the wall, it's connected to 
the electricity and that is connected to the electricity rod that goes down into the earth wherever your electricity is hooked up which automatically connects you to the earth so like even if it's too cold or you don't want to get your feet dirty or whatever you can ground inside on one of those earthing yoga mats and yeah i'm like addicted to it now there it's a fantastic feeling and it relieves a lot of pain in my body it's kind of like doing yoga only you're just touching the earth <laughs> holy cow i mean that that's first off that's that's crazy i knew i didn't know that but secondly whoever came up with that idea and how to make it all work with knowing that you're able to still connect with the earth by the electricity rod into the ground that goes that's crazy yeah that, that's it's super smart. I know. I, it was an electrician that uh, came up with it because he was like, you know, doing it and, and realized that, uh, I don't know, I, it's hard to explain, but in the video, in the Earthing movie on YouTube, it's only like a little over an hour long, but it's an electrician who discovered the whole thing and they have, they test it out. Like he, he has a, an electronic tester thing where you touch it to yourself and you see if there's electricity, like if you're if you're touching electricity somehow and he hands it to a guy wearing shoes and no light comes on but then he holds it and he's barefoot and the light turns green so like if just by touching the earth you are connecting to the electrons which come from the sun and give us the superpower that we all have taken for granted and not used because of all our shoes wow yeah that's crazy it's incredible so now i gotta ask ever since you learned this how often are you barefoot now? <laughs> Way more often. It's so much fun. Yeah. Way more often. Yeah. I always like to go outside. I'm big on nature and animals uh, and art. Like, so I, I'm very inspired by nature. So I go outside every day, no matter what. I'll go like take a walk or something. And uh, now I just, while during my walk, I'll take my shoes off and just soak up some of the earth. And it makes me feel amazing. And I guess uh, now that you walk barefoot more often, I'm sure you've gained calluses and stuff on your feet. Does that irritate you at all? No, nah, no. I mean, I, I keep my toes nice and pretty because I teach yoga. So uh, I get pedicures regularly. They I got to keep my feet like choice. Sure. But uh, I mean, you don't have to like, you know, go rock climbing barefoot. You can literally just stand in the dirt. So it's no big deal. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And. Um, I, are you married? No, I'm not. You're not married. Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious, um, to see if your, your partner does, uh, yoga with you. He or... does. Okay. Yeah. I do have a partner, but, uh, we're not married yet. It's just a divine connection. And, um, we manifested each other because both of us have always wanted a partner that would do yoga with us and meditate and be on the same like healthy way of living. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a divine connection because he's all about yoga and meditation. And so am I. So we get along great. <laughs> okay. And I got to ask what, uh, I guess, how is your eating? Like what, what um, type of eating do you do? Is it plant-based or do you eat meat or what do you do? Yeah. So good question. Uh, I have been a pescatarian for about six years now. So I was eating vegetables and fish. That's the only meat I would eat would be fish or seafood. But um, recently we, 
both are making the switch to where we're just going to be vegetarian now. And that's like uh, an individual decision on both of our part, but we're doing it at the same time because uh, I mean, the meat is bad for you. Like hands down, we humans are not given the natural weapons to kill things like claws and big teeth and can run really fast. We don't have any of that. We're not born with that. So humans aren't supposed to eat meat. And if you think about it, the biggest, most mightiest, most incredible animals are vegetarians, rhinos, elephants, um, hippopotamuses, like all of them are vegetarians and they're freaking badass. And like gorillas, none of those eat meat. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's tons of books that will explain to you in depth how there's no better diet than to just be plant-based. Yeah. And I'm starting to agree with that. You know, I, when I was younger and even when I was doing the bodybuilding, you know, I was like, no way I could ever give up meat. Like I, I loved a juicy steak. <laughs> That's where I got my protein. I loved my chicken. Bacon. And, huh? Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, as time has gone on, you know, I, I personally, and, and you could correct me and I, and I'm completely fine. Cause I am curious on, on, uh, your take on this, but I think that meat is okay, but the way that it's processed now, I don't believe it's, it's okay because they put all that extra shit in there and, I think if we were out doing the hunting and preparing our own meat with all the ad without all the additives, then it's a healthier choice. Whereas, you know, getting it at a store or, you know, from a place where you have no idea how the processing went and what they put into it, that would, in my opinion, that's what makes it more unhealthy than anything. I strongly agree with you. And on that, just to add to that, there, all of that is true. Yes. And, uh, but also the all of the meat that's bought in stores comes from cruelty. If you, I mean, there's just the uh, the documentary that I watched that changed my life that made me a vegetarian or a pescatarian instantly was called What the Health, and it goes deep into all of the torture that those animals go through while they are becoming meat for us, and it's yeah. horrible. Like I said, I'm really big on animals. I I love them with all my heart. I always have since I was just a tiny baby big on animals and I am not okay with anything being tortured. Uh, so that's originally what led me away from eating meat was the torture aspect. I've never really been that much of a fan of it. Like I loved eating meat, you know, I would have bacon and hamburgers and hot dogs and all that, but a steak, you know, whatever. But learning about the cruelty turned me off to all of it immediately. Like I didn't even go have my last steak to kick it off or whatever. No, I stopped immediately because it's sickening what they do yeah. to those animals before they put them in the grocery store for us to buy. And I mean, people that stay naive to it are doing that on purpose because the information is at our fingertips. You can go find out the originality of all of your food easily now, and especially meat because there's, multiple documentaries made about it about from people that are like passionate about it the way I am. And uh, so on top of all the like additives that they put in meat, there's cruelty and you are what you eat. So like you're eating mm -hmm. cruelty and be like, sorry, but becoming it. 
because of yeah. everything those animals have suffered and gone through. Like like veal, for example, when they when they when that baby cow is born, they take it away from its mom like the second day after it's born, and the mama cow screams for two and a half weeks. She screams. She just stands there and yells and screams for her baby in her little metal stall where she can't even move. And on top of like them packing them all on top of each other. And just, it's awful. It's awful what they yeah. do to the animals. And I, I'm not okay with it. I don't think that by being a vegetarian, I'm going to end the meat industry or, you know, even lessen it. But I do know that I am, I, I, feel too strongly about it to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was in the documentary where the, the mama cow was screaming for two and a half weeks. Yeah. What the health? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, and on top of that too, uh, that is why they say that you should hunt your own meat because it's supposed to be a, a one kill or a one shot kill, mm -hmm. which the thing is about the whole cruelty and the way they, they torture these animals. The more you torture an animal, the more stress it is. And actually it poisons the meat. Exactly. Exactly. It poisons it. So, so that's why you're supposed to hunt your own meat. And that way, if it's a one shot kill, the animal didn't have time to stress its body out. So that is the healthiest way to get there. The meat, the healthiest, the healthiest meat you will get from the animal is from that. And when, like I said, the, the cruelty and stuff, it, uh, when you're zapping them and you're doing whatever else, the horrible things they do, yeah, it, you know, it, it causes stress, it causes depression, it causes all kinds of emotions for these animals in it. And believe it or not, those emotions, even with a human cause damage to your body and to your organs and everything else. And, and that's what's going on. And so along with all those additives, you're getting the poisonous, um, meat from this stressed out animal. Exactly. So it's, it's bad. Exactly. You're preaching to the choir. I, I, I explain this to people as often as possible because it, it's so sad what they do and how out of control it is. Like uh, whenever I watch the movie Avatar or the new Avatar, it's just, it, it's, it's really precious. The way that those, the blue people, the way that they hunt is precious. Like they, it's one shot kill. They do it with their bare hands they pray over the animal. They bless it to the earth and their body. It's it's the ideal way of hunting. If you if you must eat meat, then at least you know do it with all your heart instead of just mindlessly buying it in a package at the grocery store. It's so funny because literally when you were talking about the you know being barefoot and making contact with the earth, in my head I literally thought of Avatar. And I, that's no joke. I literally thought of that because I'm like, you know, that honestly, like you said, is, is the way the circle of life should be. Yeah. You know, you need to like when he makes that, uh, that it wasn't even a kill. It was like a shot and it took the animal down or whatever that was in the movie. And she's like, he did not deserve to die. Like there was no reason for that. And then she went and talked to him and, and, and basically let the animal know that you, you won't be forgotten for this. Like this, this is a, uh, your death will, will live on and, and all this stuff. And, and then, like you said, she 
kills it with the with the knife and then prays over it and basically releases the soul and, and i think in all honesty i agree um james cameron and the writers of that movie just did a phenomenal job when it came to to um describing the way life really should be and how it should be treated yeah 100 percent. i mean i cry heavy tears like broken-hearted tears every time i watched every time i've watched the first movie and the only one time i've watched the second movie because of how beautiful it is and how how it's just not that way anymore it's heartbreaking and uh on so many levels you know because the animals aren't the only ones that uh have to suffer by the process of how it is now we obviously suffer from it it causes diseases it it's like you said just I mean, puts all that into our food, and then where does that food go? Into our bodies, and we become the suffering, and it's it's just awful. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one yet, and I I really want to. Oh my gosh! I heard it's yeah, it's, I heard it's so good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I'm really ha- I'm I'm glad we had that conversation um, because, you know, I I don't think a lot of people realize all of that, you know, you know, we were raised and, and brought up to believe that we need the meat for the protein and you're not going to get the same type of vitamins or protein eating only plant-based stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of people who aren't into the fitness world, what they don't understand is there are so many non-meat products that carry a lot of protein, you know, like your beans and, and, um, there's so much more. I mean, a protein shake alone can get you your protein. And it, yeah, it all, it, and that, I guess that also depends if you are into dairy. Cause some people, you know, they, they won't eat dairy as well, like a vegan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so there, but there are ways around it either way. And I think, I think people just need to be more aware. And so can you tell us again what those documentaries were and where to find them? So maybe the listeners that are curious can, can watch. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the documentary I mentioned was What the Health. That one goes into a lot of the cruelty of, of the meat and dairy industry. And um, let's see. Uh, that's the only one I mentioned, I think. But there is another documentary which I need to watch still. It's called The Cove. And that one is about seafood specifically. And I plan on watching that one now because I'm already ready to cut out seafood from my diet. I don't eat dairy stuff. Uh, I'm lactose intolerant, but I mean, nobody should be eating dairy stuff. Like, I mean, all of us, especially from the nineties and stuff, we've all heard our mom say, drink your milk, drink your milk, drink your milk. No, we're the milk is a growth hormone. And it's probably a giant reason why America is so overweight because, uh, like the only thing that's supposed to be drinking cow milk is a baby cow. Just like the only thing you're supposed to be drinking squirrel milk is a baby squirrel. And we are supposed to be drinking our mother's milk right up until, you know, it's time to stop. And then we, and then we can start eating other proteins, but uh, the growth hormone being drank by adults that your body doesn't know what to do with it. And I think what the health goes into some of that also with the whole dairy industry issue. Yeah. And I think this has all been a a huge misconception, you know, and I think we're in that stage 
where people are going to start noticing, you know, it's kind of like, I believe it was the, maybe the thirties to through the fifties when they advertised smoking and cigarettes being a healthy thing and, and making it look cool and saying, you know, this is, this is uh, great for kids and it will never hurt you. And, and then as time went on, you know, people started seeing the effects that it caused and, and the health issues that it caused. And I think that's kind of where we stand right now, where like the 80s, 90s and early 2000s, you know, everybody thought that, you know, the meats and the dairies that were supposed to have, like you said earlier, growing up, your mom said, you know, make your bones stronger by drinking your milk and all that stuff. But I think now we're in that transitioning point where people are starting to see the truth and understand it more. And so I think as time goes on in the next 10, 20 years and, and so on far be far after I'm gone, uh, things are going to be a lot different. And then there'll be some new product that will come out and it, and the cycle will just continue. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, I mean the vitamin D is what makes your bones stronger. And so, and calcium and, uh, there's vitamin D in like all of seafood, but it can also come from like orange juice or, uh, um, let's see with the calcium. Let's see. Calcium. I don't know it off the top of my head, but, uh, let's see. Calcium comes from, it can come from squash, edamame, again, fish, uh, yeah, so you don't have to eat dairy and, uh, right. you know, uh, meat. or Yeah, you don't have to eat dairy or meat to get your vitamin D. There are other options if you want to go the cruelty-free route. Like straight up tofu. Tofu has a lot of vitamin D in it. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was uh, saying earlier. You know, when people think that they can only get their proteins from meat, and it goes along with all of that because there are alternatives for Everything you're, everything you think you're getting from whether it's meat or dairy or even other specific foods that aren't necessarily great for your body, there are always an alternative. You know, they have, they have like powders for everything just to mix in your drink to your water to get, you know, the vitamins, vitamins you need, or you could just take a multivitamin every single day and that, and that'll give you the, whatever your body needs for the day. And, you know, there's always an alternative and and they never, I guess they just don't put that out there enough. And so people aren't aware of these alternatives. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, with them creating all these documentaries and, and writing all these new books and I think it's, it's starting to get to that point and, and hopefully we can turn things around and, and uh, you know, one by one things will stop being eliminated, which I hope the number one thing is the cruelty part of things, because that in my, my opinion is, is the worst out of all of it. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just want, I guess we want that avatar life, you know, yeah. we want that, that we want to maybe go backwards when it goes to that. Cause I mean, that's kind of how the earth supposedly started, you know, the, the first people on earth, that's the only way they got their food was to hunt or to farm their, you know, their vegetables or, or whatever the case. And, uh, you know, I feel like we need to kind of go backwards in, in that aspect. Totally. Yeah. Um, this is the age of information, you know, so I feel like 
the more light that gets shined on what's really happening, the more the people aren't going to be okay with it. Yeah. Especially when we take up every inch of land more and more every day and the animals are having less and less of a place to even live in the wild. And I mean, whose fault is that? It's ours. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully we'll start growing up more and out less. <laughs> yeah. It just needs to stop being about money. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody just sees those dollar signs and will do anything they can, no matter who it destroys or, or what it does to the earth to, to get that money. So yeah, it's yeah. Okay. So I want to go back to your yoga a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, can you share with everybody your, your business's name? Yeah. Uh, my website is housecallyoga.com because, um, uh, I started doing this like six years ago before TikTok, and uh, I was just doing it in person, like at people's houses, just one-on-one -on -one lessons, so house call yoga. But uh, now I teach a online lessons a lot, so it's just like like we're doing right now, just you know, on a webcam, and uh, they're still customized and it's still one-on-one, -on -one, but it makes the location thing not an issue or a factor at all because there's always a you know like a travel fee depending on how far i gotta go to do the in-person lessons so online it's uh just easier and everybody can be right where they are and still get what they need yeah yeah and uh i guess what are your goals as far as your tiktok goes are you wanting to uh make people more aware of yoga and how healthy it is or are you wanting them to Invest in your business so you can show them the proper way of doing everything. I would say both. Yoga okay. is so good for anybody who tries it. If you can breathe, you can do yoga. And uh, I mean that with all my heart. And um, if I'm not their teacher, that's fine. Just go get one. Like, Because yoga should be in everyone's life. We should teach it in school. It should be required. It's, it's crucial because, uh, I mean... For example, like you see old people walking around like, oh, all hunched over with their cane and stuff and coming forward with their big hunched back. That's because our whole life brings us forward. We type, we eat, we drive, we read everything going forward. And eventually your back kind of gets stuck like that. So yoga teaches us to go the other way with all of our body, like not just with your back, but with everything. Like it, it kind of trains you out of your normal movements so that you'll be more ready and more prepared for it whenever you accidentally have a strange movement you know that's how people get injured they fall and their body isn't ready for it but with yoga we get into all the weird shapes on purpose so that we're ready for them when it happens on accident okay yeah yeah that makes sense and what do you think the i guess in your opinion the most beneficial part about yoga is? I would say the mental aspect. Like, uh, I mean, I mentioned earlier when my big wreck happened, like I had a brain injury. It was a TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury. And that's why I was asleep for so long. And uh, that wasn't just a, like, once I wake up from a coma, I'm healed. Certainly not. It took years for me to heal and get back to my, uh, my sanity and my, my clarity, my sobriety, my, uh, just my peacefulness. And so, uh, 
um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> uh, you're, in your opinion, the, the most beneficial oh, yeah, part yeah, about sorry. yoga. Um, so, so the mental aspect is huge because I started doing yoga just because of the physical thing. I just wanted my body to feel better and I didn't want to limp anymore and stuff. But I had no idea the level of healing it would have on my mind and my spirit. So like I I used to be really mad all the time. And this is this is like highlighted and exaggerated because of my brain injury. But anybody can benefit from this because uh, whether or not you've had a brain injury, it doesn't matter. You will still your brain loves it. It's literally physical meditation because meditation is like anything you are doing mindfully, meaning you're doing it actively. So like if you're driving and you're thinking about the grocery store, you're not actively driving. You're not thinking about your hands on the steering wheel, your foot on the pedal, you trying to stay in your lane and all that. You're thinking about the grocery store because you can do it easily driving. You do it every day. But that's just an example for that's mindlessness instead of mindfulness. So with yoga, you have to be mindful the whole time to do it right. Like if your teacher is saying, put your left hand here, put your right foot there, do this with your back or whatever, you have to be thinking about it and mindfully doing it to, to do it at all. You're not, your body's not just going to do it automatically. So it's a physical meditation and your brain likes it. Like everybody's brain likes it. There's the hardest part about yoga is convincing someone to try it. The easiest part about yoga is getting them to come back because once they've done it once you can feel all the serotonin and the dopamine flowing through your body and mind and it's like oh my god like wow i really need to get some more of that your brain likes it and your body benefits from it every single time but your brain it's it's the best therapy for your brain like if you go sit on a couch and you talk to a therapist great but it's, that's just talk therapy. This is physical therapy and mental therapy all at the same time because you have a command and you get you get your body to do it with your brain. It's all the all the pathways and the neuro uh, the neuro spaces that it takes to get you to do yoga are so healthy and it's like nothing in life is gonna let you uh, exercise those parts of your brain because we can do most things mindlessly. You don't even have to look at a keyboard to type. You're not thinking about typing. You're thinking about the words. Like it's, there's a million examples of the things our body knows how to do. So we don't have to think about it, but with yoga, your body and your brain are involved. So I just, I can't explain the benefits as well as you can feel them after you do it. Sure. And from my understanding, from what I heard, after a session of yoga, you can actually focus on the rest of your day a lot better. Absolutely. Like everything is a lot easier to, to see and understand. Uh, I guess that probably has to do with everything you were just explaining with the brain, but everything seems to be a little bit more clear, you know, instead of just waking up and, and drinking a gallon of coffee, you know, if you did a session of yoga, it, it, it'll help you uh, wake up and get that focus that you're needed for the day. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I mean, the same is true for meditation. Uh, and meditation doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be hard the way uh, 
most people think it is or the misconception of meditation is that it's hard or you have to be totally quiet or sit in a specific place or do it a certain way. But it's literally just sitting still, like just sit there with your eyes closed. And it helps if you do it in the same place every day because that kind of trains your brain to know that this is where we sit quietly. But anywhere is better than nowhere. And uh, yoga and meditation are hand in hand. You know, they, they meditation is yoga. Yoga is meditation. They are very similar. They go into the same category. And so, uh, I mean, I meditate every morning and ever since I started doing that, which was like less than a year ago, ever since I started doing that, I, I notice a significant difference on days that I don't meditate every once in a while, something will happen where I have to be somewhere really early or something like that. And I don't meditate that day. If some, if I'm really busy or something, and I notice that I'm like, uh, a lot more irritable and maybe uh, confused, a lot more brain fog and um, can't really stay on, I can't stay focused on things as easily. And uh, I will most likely cry at some point during the day if I don't spend maybe 10 minutes. T- 10 minutes is plenty. Like it doesn't, you don't have to sit there and meditate for an hour, but giving your brain the time to just be alone with itself, away from phones, away from other people, away from all the talking, all the all the driving, all the blah, blah, blah of life, giving your awake conscious brain some time to just be with itself with your eyes closed is like insanely beneficial. And uh, yoga is more of the like physical side of that because like obviously distractions are inevitable, but during yoga, Um, it's the physical meditation, like I said, because you're, you're still are drowning out all of the like hustle and bustle hullabaloo of your daily life to just be right here in your body in this moment on your mat. And the benefits are phenomenal. And that's something I really have been wanting to learn the proper way to meditate. Is there any suggestions you have on where to learn the the proper techniques on how to meditate? Uh, There, um, like I said, there's a misconception where it's, uh, it doesn't have to be a certain way. It doesn't have to be done a certain way. And um, of course there's, there's like the best way of doing it, I guess. But I, I mean, I just, I, when I started out, I just didn't take it super seriously i sat in one place like you just sit on the ground or in a chair if that's where you're comfortable wherever sit and just keep your eyes closed for 10 minutes like if you can stay awake and keep your eyes closed for 10 minutes then the best way of doing it would be to sit up really tall to not be slumped over or leaned back or anywhere where you could possibly fall asleep you sit up nice and tall and just close your eyes bam start the timer timer on your phone is fine. As long as your phone's on silent, just eliminate all the distractions, sit up tall and close your eyes. It's that simple. And, uh, setting a timer is helpful because, uh, I mean, for one thing you got to know when you've sat there for long enough, but it's, it helps when you're first starting to set a goal, even if it's like five minutes, just give yourself a goal and then maybe do it longer over time. If you, whenever you have time for it, any time is better than none. 
And uh, it's just kind of like breathing for your brain. Instead of like, wake up, hit the alarm clock, hurry up and get dressed, brush your teeth, get your phone, you know, grab the keys, go to work. Just set your alarm for like five or 10 minutes earlier and let yourself have the stillness and the blankness to let your brain do whatever it wants. And that's where the magic really happens because uh, if you don't spend that time with your brain, letting it be with itself, then, then nothing, you know, but, but if you do, then who knows what could happen? No, the ideas, the, the clarity, the, uh, the healing, you just, you never know what can happen during meditation if you don't try. Yeah. So do you do any other workouts other than yoga or is, so what else do you do? Do you lift and cardio as well, or what do you do? Uh, I do, I do, I like to just kind of stick with my body as much as possible. I don't use a whole lot of the machines. I mean, if I go to the gym, I'll use some machines just to keep myself going and uh, just play with what I'm paying for, you know, but um, I mean, at home workouts are probably my favorite where you just, you can just do sit-ups or push-ups or run stairs Uh, and yoga, actually yoga has a lot of exercise involved. Like it, it's, it trains you how to balance really well. And what, how do people balance? You use your abs, your abs, your core is what makes you balance. And so we get into all these weird positions and it trains you how to stay balanced and be good on your feet and, you know, uh, able to support and protect yourself. You know, if something comes flying at you or a door opens or something, I'm light on my toes. I have got great balance and, uh, my core is being used every single time I balance. So yoga is exercise. It's not just stretching. It's stretching and exercise and meditation all at the same time. But, uh, if I, you know, if I want to like listen to some awesome music and get my sweat on, then yeah, I'll go for a run or like I said, push-ups, sit-ups. And I do lift, I do lift a little bit, but uh, it's not my favorite thing to do. I would rather lift my body. So like a headstand or a handstand where that's kind of like lifting upside down. So uh, it uses all the same muscles, except for it's just me with no metal involved. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I asked that question because a lot of people that I've talked to, they, after doing a session of yoga, they come out more sweaty and tired than an actual workout itself. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was curious if that was all you did, uh, to, you know, stay healthy and, and maintain your physical, uh, you know, a look. It is mostly what I do. I would say I, my yoga is, uh, what I do like every day. And it's why I'm like tone. And like I said, light on my feet, I work out every once in a while, you know, a couple times a week, I guess, but it's not really my happy place. My happy place is doing the yoga and it's, it makes my body look the way it does, which I'm super happy with. And I think that the reason people come out of a yoga class being more sweaty and like, you know, uh, like wiped out and, and energized all at the same time is because when you're, when people go to the gym and they're just going from machine to machine, you see it. Like if you go to the gym, anybody that goes to the gym sees it. Somebody will be sitting on a machine 
on their phone, just chilling or with their elbows on their knees, chilling. They're taking breaks. They're taking breaks. And okay. So there goes all your sweat. There goes your, your heartbeat. There goes everything. Like in yoga, we raise our heartbeat. We break a sweat. We stay moving the entire time. And if you're being still in yoga, you're holding something that is taking up a lot of muscle. It's, it's not easy to, to hold whatever it is you're holding. So it still is raising your heartbeat and making you sweat. So it's, it's like the most, the, a full on workout for the entire hour or however long you do it. Typically it's an hour. But at the gym, you could go to the gym for an hour and really only work out for like 30 minutes because you're sitting there on your phone the whole time. Right. Yeah. And being at the gym is better than not going, obviously. But with yoga, you have to stay involved the whole time. And that's the beauty Mm -hmm. of it. Okay. Now with your business, I'm assuming that you get at least some clients that have never done yoga in their life, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Okay. So I'm curious, how long, if, if someone's never done yoga and maybe they're out of shape or or just, I guess, have never stretched their body in, in that form or that way, how long would you say or how many sessions would you say that it takes before someone starts to actually progress and and, and is able to do more than than what they normally could for, you know, however long it was. I get that question all the time. And the simple answer is the more often you do yoga, the more yoga you do in general, the sooner you'll see and feel results. But uh, yoga is just like exercise where it's not a quick fix. Like you don't go to the gym and lift weights and then all of a sudden you're strong. Yoga is a lifestyle. So uh, I, all of my clients that I have, I meet with them either once, twice, or three times a week, depending on how much they need it, how much they want it, how much motivation they have to improve their body and the way they feel and their health in general. Um, so, I mean, like I said, the, the more yoga you do, the more often, the quicker you'll see and feel results. But I would say, like, I mean, if I teach somebody once or twice a week, I am always encouraging them to do at least five or 10 minutes of yoga every day. And I just meet with them once or twice a week to like remind them and give them, you know, feedback and, and new stuff to try and all that. But uh, we do a lot during a session with me, like we'll be doing yoga for the entire hour, but I'm, I'm teaching it in a recognizable way where it's, easy to remember so where they can they have that power to do it on their own whenever they feel like they should so uh that's a kind of a relative answer because everybody's body is so different we've all had different injuries different different things we were born with different struggles uh and so that's why my lessons are customized because bodies are so different and everybody needs to work on different stuff so Mm -hmm. uh but i would say like in my own experience, when when I start hearing from my clients that, oh, my God, I feel so much better, like I can tell this is really helping, would be like two weeks. I mean, every single time a session ends, my clients have a smile on their face and they're like just oh, like their, their body language completely changes because not now they're not happy it's over. But like I said, 
literally when you are stretching, you are releasing serotonin and dopamine inside of your body. So scientifically, yoga makes you happy instantly. And then the more you do it, the more your body is has access to it and remembers it and will naturally just start doing it because your your body does it and it sends the messages and the chemicals to your brain and your brain remembers that and it remembers how it got those chemicals and then bam all of a sudden you're doing yoga automatically without even planning it yeah yeah well wow, that's that's crazy that that's amazing honestly it is yeah and and i hope uh the listeners here have really paid attention and and want to you know get with you and and help you not only build your business, but allow you to help them be uh, more healthy and and more physically fit and in a more natural way. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. And I have some lightning round questions that I like to do to end the show, if you're okay with that. Totally. Yeah. And uh, one one thing I'll say is like uh, what you just said, absolutely. You know, that's my passion to help people. And, uh, I used to be crippled. Like I said, I used to, I used to have a serious limp. I used to not be able to run. I went a year and a half without being able to run a single step. And, uh, it's just, I, the sooner people want to start feeling better, I'm ready when you are, you know? (laughs) So hit me with those lightning questions. Okay. So if you won the lotto, what would be your first purchase? (laughs) Oh, big question. Uh, vacation. Okay. Yeah. Anywhere specific? I mean, uh, I would have to spend a little bit of time deciding, but the place that comes to mind specifically is, uh, well, one of two places. Jamaica is one of my favorite places in the world. I've been there three times so far. I love that place. But also Holland. Holland, uh, the Netherlands, is just amazing. And it's like so old-fashioned and cobblestone streets and just... I just had the time of my life whenever I was in Holland. So one of those two places probably is where I would go immediately. Awesome. Yeah. I've been to Jamaica twice and it's beautiful there. Yeah. It really is. All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, biggest pet peeve. I would say mindless habits like cigarettes or video game obsession or something like that. Just dumb habits that do nothing for the person or the world. Yeah, I agree. Uh, who is your celebrity crush? Oh, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> oh, okay. Love her. Yeah. She's amazing. Me too. <laughs> but uh, that's that's on the female crush side. I would say on the male crush side, it would be uh, Marky Mark. All right. Um, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh. <sighs> Um, I would say remembered for my spirit, my brightness, my survival instincts. I'm, I'm my papa always says I'm I'm just as stubborn as he is, and uh, that's a compliment because I like I, I'm a survivor. I've been through a lot of shit, and I just kind of want to be remembered for my my stubbornness and the light I always bring into a room. Awesome. And finally, the last question, who is your favorite TikTok creator? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's so many ones that I love. But uh, 
just off the top of my head, one that comes to mind would be this amazing singer who I'm a big fan of. It's Danny's World Official with an underscore in between each word. And uh, he's got this incredible singing voice, and it's just a voice to fall in love with. So, yeah, he's one of my favorites. And then mm. also uh, Zayna Kavi makes all the big head hilarious videos as if he's a kid talking to his dad. And he's got all these little skits. I've copied one or two of them and put them on my TikTok. But uh, that one's hilarious, too. And okay. it's, uh, those are probably the, my two top two favorites. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, that, what was it, Nick's World? No, Danny's World. Oh, Danny's, Danny's World, World Official. Yeah. So Danny's World, like what, what is it, like kind of music does he sing? What genre of music? I've only heard him sing covers. Like he, he gets like a karaoke music playing of any song, and then he just sings the lyrics of it. I'm not sure if he makes his own music, uh, but... I've only heard him sing covers and his voice is phenomenal. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Okay. I'm going to have to check both of them out. So I'm a huge music buff. So I like anything music. So I, I always like to hear the talent that I've never heard before. And then more than anything, and I do it myself is the comedy stuff. So I'm going to check both of those out and, and yeah, I, who knows? Maybe they'll be next on, on the show because, I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my content, but I definitely do the comedy type stuff. And uh, I, I don't find myself that funny, but I love doing it. And, and it's great. It's fun. I absolutely love comedy. Everything yeah. comedy is just my favorite. Um, I just I love laughing. I love being funny, too. I've kind of imagined myself doing stand up someday because I write jokes like I got jokes. I'm just. I don't know if I could get up there and remember a whole like 30, 45 minutes set or whatever. I've never done open mic night, but I've kind of been leaning towards it for a while now. So maybe someday I'll get brave enough. <laughs> but TikTok helps with just a little short segments here and there. I like to make funny videos as often as I can know they're going to be awesome. Well, maybe when you come to Colorado next time, we'll go with each other to open mic and I could watch you soon. <laughs> You can watch me sing. Yeah. I'm not a singer. I can get up and do maybe some stand up. Oh. I, I can't sing, but I'll definitely watch you sing. Yeah. We're not talking about singing. We're talking about stand up, but uh, I do sing. I do karaoke. Um, I'm definitely not uh, like extremely proud of my voice. I'm not like a struggling musician or anything like that. I don't even play instruments anymore. I used to when I was a kid, but it's been a long time. Mm. I, I wish I still did, but uh, I sing, but not in a uh, performance aspect, more of like a, I'm in the car and I feel fucking awesome aspect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So you do stand up then as well? Not yet, but that's oh. kind of my dream is to be able to do stand up someday to feel brave enough for it. Yeah. So, okay. So get this in July. I actually put together a live show for my podcast and uh, in Denver. And I had actually, I did it at an amphitheater. So like it was huge. Right. And, uh, and so the whole premise of the show was I got these huge TikTok stars to fly out and perform on my show. And I opened up and, and did my first attempt at stand up comedy. And I 
thought I was going to trip and fall. You know, I'd never done it before, but I actually, surprisingly enough, did pretty good. Everybody said they actually enjoyed me more than than the TikTok stars, which I don't believe that because the people that I had on my show was they were incredible. But it was nice to know that I could actually get up on stage and and not get stage fright and perform in front of random people. Yeah, so yeah, that's cool. That's awesome, I, and yeah. I I'm sure I'll do it someday. I don't have stage fright. Uh, I just, I just haven't really done any memorizing a script and getting on stage in a long time. I was in theater for 10 years straight. So I was, I've always been on stage and I was in like dance and all that. So I'm, I'm definitely a performer, but, uh, I've just never done comedy. Yeah. And I guess I should, yeah. And I should correct that. So I wasn't saying I have stage fright. I was more concerned about the forgetting my my whole set yeah that's, getting up there and fumbling and uh i would call that a form of stage fright that's the exact yeah. same fear i have okay because yeah. yeah i i also I, I did acting classes you know and i actually wanted to be an actor forever so that was like my whole thing when i was growing up so i i think we're on the same level on on some things you know yeah yeah i actually had the same dream that was the oh. dream that came after i'm gonna be an astronaut all right <laughs> yeah well awesome well, this has been so much fun, Olivia. And, you know, please share with everybody where they can uh, go to you. Like, what, what, what's your website? Where can they find you? Where can they find your business? Plug yourself. Yeah, totally. Uh, my website is housecallyoga.com. And it is, it's developing. So if you've seen it before and you go again, it's going to look different for the next few weeks. We're changing things and improving it. But uh there's still a link you can click on to just fill out a quick little form and get on my email list, get some stuff from me and, you know, inquire about doing private lessons with me. There's always a button for you to push, but, uh, the website is changing. So watch out for those changes. And, uh, I hope you like the new stuff. Yeah. And on TikTok, it's Oh my Livia. And, uh, she has a, her website actually posted at the very top of, that TikTok page in her bio and Sorry. uh Sorry. <laughs> that's okay and you can actually uh I'm sure once that website changes you will update that so you could always find that link up on on top of her TikTok page there yeah and I just checked because I was pretty sure there was a number after it it's it's oh my Livia 201 okay yeah. oh my Livia 201 it forced Sorry me to put that. those numbers after it so okay yeah well, awesome. This has been so much fun and I'm glad we, you know, I haven't had this type of conversation uh, on the podcast before and I'm actually really excited about it because it is something that I I love talking about, whether it's fitness or trying to make people aware of things that they're eating and they, they are not sure about. Mm -hmm. So this has been great and you have been so much fun to talk to. And I really appreciate you lending your time to me and, and coming on the show. Absolutely. It's been a great time. And uh, yeah, I appreciate being interviewed. I, I actually set an intention earlier this year um, and the year before. To, I was like, I, I always want to get interviewed. Like I see TikTokers get taken on like the Conan O'Brien show and stuff like that. And I'm like, I want to get interviewed. And I kind of just, yeah. just set this intention and uh when you set an intention, the universe is listening. So be specific and know what you want and just say it out loud. Like, 
I said it out loud several times. I want to get interviewed. And then bam, you messaged me and here it is happening. So I'm uh, I'm like, Hey universe, like here's all the other stuff I want. And yeah, yeah it's, it's magical. <laughs> well, I'm happy that I was able to help you achieve that, that goal. And so early on in the year, especially like, I mean, we're, we're talking about, we're about a week and a half into the new year. Right. We're off so to a great that, start. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, let's keep in, in contact and, uh, hopefully, you know, once you start to grow some more your business and everything, you can come back on and we can have a, a second part to this. Oh yeah. I'm ready for that. I, uh, Jan- my, my birthday is in January. So typically my new year doesn't really start until my birthday happens, but I'm off to such okay. a good start already. So, uh, I'm sure that we'll have a second session and I'll tell you about all the improvements and the development and all that. And it'll be awesome. Awesome. Well, happy early birthday as well. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you later. All right. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. A dick talking, dick talking with Kevin Hughes. Wow, what a conversation, right? I really wasn't lying when I said that in the intro. I mean, what an absolutely fantastic person. I mean, just the greatest. I, man, I can't say enough good things about her. But I hope you guys really enjoyed that. And as always, I'm going to have another fabulous guest next week right here on TikToking. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.